Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me this morning. Before we begin talking about the idea that you do not have to be perfect to be enough, let's spend a few minutes just getting ourselves centered, connecting ourselves with love, with God, with each other and breathing together, just breathing together. So many times we forget to breathe. I like to do that by starting with the Niles, Be Still Thy Soul. As I've said just about every time, it's a song that was created for firing the grid, and right now that is exactly what we are doing on a daily basis around the world. We are not doing it one day a year where we all at precisely the same time Pray for the love and humanity that is within each one of us to evoke and awake in all of our lives, in all aspects of our lives. But instead, we are doing this and we are asking for this on a constant, second-by-second basis. And there are people around this planet who are living their lives in a way designed to model love. We're going to listen to Annihil's Be Still Thy Soul. And as you do that, I think that everyone has their own way of meditating. And this week I did some Twittering, and I've come to know that, wow, there's a lot of layers that are put in between each one of us and God if we allow them to be. So I want you to know first, I am not saying this is the only way to meditate. And I'm encouraging you to put yourself in a posture and a place that is the right place for you. And that place may vary from day to day, from time to time. For instance, this morning I woke up and I lit a piece of incense. I love incense. Not something you should do when you're in the middle of an asthma attack. Duh. So here I am, kind of in a smoky room when I'm sensitive to smoke when I'm having asthma. So every time cannot necessarily be the same. But I will tell you this, even with this incense removed, this room carries with it a residual energy from my meditations here and from my time with you. The same can be true for any of you, and I encourage you to find a spot. I used to live in a postage stamp of an apartment, and I had a spot where I would go and join my breath with God's breath. So one thing I encourage you to do is develop your own holy place. And... I also encourage you to let go of the concept that you need to have layers, that there's a prescribed way to do anything. And that's where what I'm suggesting here makes me a little uncomfortable because I'm not saying this is the way. But I am saying that if you can think about breathing as though you are breathing through the soles of your feet, I think if you are having problem with your breath, with your prana, with feeling that it's long enough, you will find that it gets longer. And the reason it does is because there's a lot more distance between the soles of your feet and your lungs than there is between your mouth and your lungs. And so you're automatically elongating the breath visually. 
in addition, by breathing through the sole of your feet, for me, it helps me to kind of go through my chakras as I'm moving myself up to my crown chakra. I know some people start at the crown chakra and drive negative energy into the earth. I start with driving that stuff away from me right away. I'm done with it. Don't need that today. So what I would encourage you to do is breathe. I would encourage you to think of God as love. And we're going to go through just the first breath together with a Niles Be Still Thy Soul, which reminds us that we are a source of life. And then I'm going to allow you to complete your breaths. I would invite you to do three breaths. I would encourage you to recognize that you do not have to do long, one long breath and then worry about strangling for breath the whole time. Take a breath. Add sips. Just add a sip here and add a sip there. So let us begin. Begin to pull air through the soles of your feet and up the front of your neck. Your thighs and cross over to your base chakra, your tailbone, and release any negative energy that is within you. Now pull fearless energy up. And you will come through the sacral chakra, your zone of healing, excuse me, your zone of creativity. In that zone, oh, feel the wonder that is in you, all that you can be. You are creating yourself in every moment. Pull the breath up to your solar plexus, that area between your heart and kind of below your belly button. That is the zone of healing beautiful yellow energy and it's something you can do yourself self-heal pull your breath up a little further and you come to your heart we all tend to hunch over and protect our hearts understandably but I'd like you to thrust back your shoulders and allow a pillar of love out of your heart as you cross that area with your breath the next zone is the throat or the voice chakra. Oh, that's the zone of pain. We pain ourselves with our words. We pain others with our words and they pain us back. It's really a good place for terrorism. We terrorize ourselves and take us away from peace into disease and discord. Pull your breath up. Between your eyes, you come to the zone of the third eye, the zone of manifestation, where you can project your image of what the day will be. And then you pull your breath finally up to the top of your head. Wow, the breath go out of your body as though it is leaving. You're lifting your face. And it goes through a piper tubing deep breath. As you breathe out, breathe out. 
I am who I am supposed to be. And if you would please reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God who is the right direction. And now we're going to do this with you doing it. As you continue to breathe, three deep breaths.
Wow. All that you need is within you. All that you need. What a remarkable thought. You don't need to sit here and listen to me. You don't need to read a book. I've been marketing my book. You don't have to read that book. It'll make you feel good. It may remind you of who you are. And believe me, above all else, it is simple. Simple. But you don't have to read that. You don't have to be here right now. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to subscribe to some special spiritual speaker or thinker. You do not have to run all of your decisions by someone who can intervene on your behalf with God. You are enough. All that you need is within you. And I dare to suggest to you that the reason we have such a problem with self-hate and self-loathing in our society and perhaps around the world is we have placed, we have allowed to be placed too many layers between us and God. You're sitting here right now holding hands with God. For the last four or five days, at least one time a day, I have written. If you want to connect with God, it's simple. Just reach out your hand and say, Hi, God. Yes. Yes. Although the residual energy of joining with God may be in this space that I am in now, it may give me a feeling of peace when I come in from the terror that is our world. The reality is God is with me everywhere. I am never separated from God. Nor are you. The fact that some people may have a heightened sixth sense, may have a slightly different feeling when they're meditating, does not change the fact that Jesus told us, the least among you can do what I do. Yes, my friends, you can do it. You can do it. It is within you genetically. It is within your DNA. You are a child of God. But that is scary. We look to God to deliver us as opposed to us delivering God. Wow, that's a huge statement. I don't always know what I'm going to say in these programs. I tend to be led to thoughts, and that thought is huge. We need to stop waiting for God to deliver us and start delivering God. Wow. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean that God isn't there to deliver us if we need to be, but it means that as long as we don't think 
that we have the potential to show love as long as we don't think that God is within us, then we can justify an awful lot of very negative conduct that we engage in as human nature. Now, I am not saying to you that human nature uh, does not play a role in some of the things that are going on around us, because it obviously does. But I do agree with the Dalai Lama. When he said if it was our nature to kill each other, we'd all be dead. Something is battling that, and I think that's the yin and yang of life, the light and the dark, and the when you come up against the darkness, then you make a choice and you can choose to be light or you can choose to go into the darkness or you can go into the gray zone, which is where most of us end up going at times. And we tend to do that in our dialogues about ourselves. But before we get to looking at how we talk about ourselves, how we've reached the self-loathing place that makes us vulnerable to people who are able and willing to act as your intermediary when you don't need one. Let's explore a little bit deeper the idea that God is everywhere. When I was in college, I studied the book of Job, and I was kind of young. I mean, what can I, I guess I was 17 or 18 years old. So, I mean, come on. What does a 17 or 18-year-old know? And besides which, you know, if you don't know, I will tell you now, I probably would not have been studying the book of Job if I hadn't been given an assignment to study the book of Job. So I'm studying the book of Job, and, you know, there's a lot of scholars out there who have written remarkable treatises on this. So I'm not asking you to think that mine is a scholarly discussion right now because I'm trying to simplify the message, my friends. I'm trying to simplify it. Believe me, believe me, there are phenomenal intellectual teachers out there. Phenomenal. I I read what they write on Twitter and I think, wow, that's so true. That's so true. But I also can see what they write on Twitter as being off-putting because it implies that the typical person, you and I, can't even get this if we don't have them once again intervene and explain it to us. And it's not complicated, my friends. This love relationship with God is not complicated at all. It's very, very basic, very simple, very similar to the feelings you have for your children. Very similar. The biggest danger that we face in our society is we do not model unconditional love. We model conditional love of others and ourselves. Back to Job. You can go read an intellectual uh, scholar, and we could probably sit down, and you and I can have a have an intellectual dialogue. Maybe that when I was seventeen or eighteen, a long time ago, about, about Job, about the Book of Job, and what does this word mean, and what does that word mean? Because that's what I was facing. That's what I was confronting, and I yearned for something that would just tell me. What's that all about? 
And as I moved through life, I came to realize I'm a labor lawyer. So I came to realize that, oh, my gosh, we go to our jobs every day. We go to our jobs every day. So, wow, what is this about? Now, Job was a pretty righteous guy. He was very dutiful. He followed all of the rules. He was perfect. And then God and his good buddy Satan got involved in in a bet. Now, see, that's kind of a difference between where some people um, see things. I studied with a rabbi once, and he explained to me that Satan is God's best angel, the right-hand guy, sits right there beside God still. Why? Because he leads people home to God. He reminds them of the light when they forget it. He takes them to the place of darkness and they choose. Personally, I think it it means evil of evil, but the whole idea is I certainly do think there is evil in our world. And so here's Job, this really righteous guy, and God and Satan are having a bet that this righteous guy will forsake God if he doesn't get all he wants. It's kind of interesting because uh, throughout society, throughout mankind's uh, existence, we have tended to believe that those who have physical things and who have money, who have dominion and control over others, are uh, blessed by God. And uh, they're worthy of this because they're living somehow a righteous life, whether it's going to church on Sunday or doing enough uh, absolutions throughout the week. They are following some set of rules that are designed to show their perfection. That's what's scaring me about politics as they're going in our country right now. It's... uh, The Protestant work ethic really doesn't work anymore. We've got way too many people out of work, and I do not believe that all those people are unworthy. Not worthy of love. So many times we don't translate messages into the people around us. We leave them as abstract concepts, but they guide us nonetheless. So here we have Job. And he begins to test. And the test is designed to take away from him that which he treasured, that which was evidence of how valuable, how perfect he was in his love of God, in his way of handling the situation around him. And so bit by bit by bit, everything was taken away. And there's no doubt that Job felt terrorized that he wondered what in the world is going on right now. There's no doubt about it. He was scared when tough times hit him because, after all, he was doing it all right. My friends, how many out there of you are doing it all right? How many out there go to church, love your fellow man, you know, treat your parents with respect, Do not steal, pay your taxes, do everything right, and yet life is tough. It's tough. 
It was tough during the time of Job, and it's tough now, too. But in the end, Job remembered something that I would like all of you to remember, too. And that is that God was there. Always. During times of excitement, during times of peace, during times of elation, during times of sorrow and despair, God is there. Always with you. You are never alone. You are always present with God. What a huge revelation. And yet how comforting that is to know in every room, in every place, whether you are at your job or you are in the space of spiritual practice that you have in front of you right now. You are loved. And all you have to do is reach out your hand and say, Hi, God. So how did we get here? How did we get here? How did we get to a place of defining perfection, demanding perfection, Accepting and judging, 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 and judging. What happened? That we lost sight of the fact that all we had to do was reach on our hand and take the hand of God. Those of you who are listening right now are sitting there with your hand in the hand of God. Feel that energy coursing through your body. You don't have to be more, and you are. You are enough. You are enough no matter what you have or you don't have, whatever choices you've made or you haven't made, how much you have strived for God and he has not. And what is it about man that makes man need to be more than enough? What is it about man that needs to complicate things? Because, my friends, all of these layers we are putting out there, these complicated layers, are costly. And they create the appearance, maybe better said the maya, the illusion, that you need to have the accoutrements in order to be enough, in order to have God overlook your imperfections or perhaps in order to be perfect because you're more than someone else. I can't understand this concept, this thinking. I have lived it at times. I'm not going to say I haven't. And I am blessed that in my journey to peace, I have moved past it. So let us pray for some wisdom together as we move forward. 
I'd like to get us all now united in a circle of love because in the middle of that circle is going to be you. In the middle of the circle is going to be you. So it's going to involve almost a transmutation. I don't know if that's the right word. But we're going to have you in the circle and you in the middle and that's going to be true for all of us. Because in the end, the life choices that we make are about us. We have no control over the choices that others make. And when they're making unloving, terrorizing choices that affect us, we need to contain, we need to control And we need to focus on what we are doing. So as we're moving into this circle, each and every one of us, and allowing this circle of love and light to enfold us and remind us of our divinity, remind us of the goodness and the love that is within each of us, remind us that each one of us can make a difference and together we will change this world. We will refire the grid. Well, all of that remembering is going on in the circle of love. I want you to invite into the circle those who terrorize you. Those that you believe cause you to be less than you are. I will say to you that it is you who allows yourself and me who allows myself and Job who allowed himself to be less than love. And the wonderful thing about that is when you remember who you are, when you remember the peace that comes from being one with God, all you have to do is reach out your hand and say, Hi, God. You don't need to call me on the phone. You don't need to buy my book. And you don't need to come to a program. It's just, hi, God. You pull yourself into the present and be one with God. So right now what we're going to do is we are going to play A song that has some substance, which means it's going to take a while. And I'm going to ask you to start assembling for this, for this meditation. As you're doing it, you're going to begin for the first three minutes. Yes, three minutes. Oh, my gosh. For three minutes, you are going to assemble and breathe for yourself. You're going to invite in those who terrorize you, those whom you blame for behavior 
It is less than. You yourself are going to sit in the circle. And you're going to be within the circle. And we are going to be erasing all that was and remembering and reminding you of who you are. As we go through this guided meditation, and we're going to do this to a piece of music called Solar Wind Dancing Nebula. We are going to meditate together because the way to change how things are is for us to become more vocal, for us to become more united, and for us to become more unified. There is power in numbers, and it is time that love stands up. And we are going to forgive ourselves for not meeting all of the prescribed standards of the various churches. For not being perfect because in God's eyes you are enough right now. Solar Wind Dancing Nebula. The first three minutes, you're going to assemble the people, inviting them to join you with their gods, and you're going to invite them into the middle with you and me. And when I say they're gods, I'm not talking about a multiple deity. I'm talking about the fact that each and every one of us has our own unique perception of who God is. For me, God is lustrous, beautiful, high energy. Since coursing through my body an electric current that I can't even describe, that makes me think people should be able to see me shining when I remember God. Look at the word remember, R-E, new word, M-E-M-B-E-R. Another word for member is part of. My fingers are members of my body. My feet, my heart, my mind, my soul. When I remember with God, I feel this illustrious energy surrounding me, filling me up with love. And I know I am loved, even if I have made some choices that are not perfect. And so, my friends, are you. Solar Wind Dancing Nebula.
My friends, I apologize, but sometimes a piece of music just isn't right, and that music just is not right today. And if some of you were really getting into it, please continue to assemble your friends as we listen to Sound Field Brain Wave. I guess, you know, I added some new music and I now see why it wasn't there. Um, this is amazing. Okay, God, lead me to a piece of music. These very long pieces is what I wanted to try but I'm concerned at what we're getting. Let's go with, and I apologize for having prepped you and now backing off, but let's do try solar wind interstellar, and if that doesn't work, I'm going to go to something tried and true. Bring those you love and those who terrorize you to the circle of love.
I would like you, please, to reach out a hand that is not currently holding a hand of God and take the hand of a fellow listener's God or someone that they've invited to the table God. And if there's a space, don't worry about it. Take the hand of a fellow listener because we are all one in the end. Breathing in together. Feel the pulsation of love going through this circle around and around and around. Feel it like a wave at a sports event. The energy pulling us as we move around the right. Feel your body swaying. And with this sway, there is a pulsating energy coming from God. Through you and from you to God. We are sharing our uniqueness, our value around and around and around. And now reverse and go the other direction. Sway around pulsating energy of love. And as we do this, envision a beautiful globe, crystal clear, forming from all of us, reflecting the luminosity of our beings. And it's merging all of our energy and forming a dome over all that are in the middle. And as you stand in the middle with this pulsating circle, breathe. Release the fear that holds you to this planet. Feel the moment. The joy. The excitement, the power that you bring to this spiritual event. Nothing that you have done matters anymore. Because here in this present moment, you are reminded you are enough. Feel the power of being enough now 
for one moment, this one moment, one minute, let go of the need to be more, let go of the need to com compete, let go of the need to be recognized, and just be enough. Keep moving with the circle. Feel the undulations in you. With the powerful energy passing through all who are here now and all who will come. And as you stand in the center of the circle, be enough, knowing you are a part of this energy, creating the spiritual moment. negative energy you're holding in yourself for your past imperfection for your inability to be perfect at all times let it go hands it God Feel the wonder, the joy, the pulsating energy of let it go, self-judgment, of being enough. self-judgment with being enough. Replace judgment of others with their being enough. Release the terror that the judgment of others hold over you. Release the caring about what people who don't even know you think. Focus. Focus on being your highest you. Your true self. 
love. Feel the wonder of that feeling. Feel the joy. You are enough. As you breathe out, I am who I am supposed to be. When you breathe in, I am enough. And that is enough. And breathe out, I am who I am supposed to be. Breathe in, I am enough, and that is enough. And breathe out, I am who I am supposed to be. Breathe in, I am enough. And breathe out. I am who I am supposed to be. Feel the energy of the circle that we are a part of. We don't have to do this just on Sunday mornings. We are all spiritually linked. Let us continue the spiritual moment that we've created here through our day. And when we forget and we don't, let us remember who we are and what we can do by simply reaching out our hand and saying, Hi, God. This is Mara. Nice to have you here. Hi, God. This is Joe. Nice to have you here. Hi, God. This is Mary. Nice to have you here with me. Never separated, always one with God. You can sit and continue to be a part of the circle. As we talk for a moment about the four agreements... The concept that we need to love others as we love ourselves is ancient. You hear around you anymore people talking as though this is some sort of new age thinking. And that kind of dialogue is occurring in order to encourage people to believe that there are some more worthy than others. You've been in this circle today. You've been in this circle with people who choose to be here and also people who have been invited here. And the energy of all was the same. 
those who terrorize us can be contained with love. It's very confusing if we say shooting a gun at another is terrorism and then we shoot a gun at someone. That can that gives a confusing message to the world. It is very confusing to say destroying airplanes is terrorism, but then we shoot weapons at airplanes and destroy them. I know there are some who can justify this in the name of nationalism, tribalism, and whatever other ism there is, but it's time to stop. It's time to stop such stuff. We need to learn to love others as we love ourselves. Stop, stop, stop acting as though that is asking too much. We need to do it in all walks of life. Politics, definitely politics. In our national foreign affairs, in our workplaces, and in our day-to-day lives, and each one of us can make a difference in that regard, we can do that. And we can do that by practicing the four agreements by Don Miguel Reese. Be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity, say only what you mean, and use avoid using the words to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of love and truth. Don't take anything personally. Oh, my gosh, this is huge. How much do we let judgments of unseen people affect us personally? Oh, what will they think? What will they think? Nothing that others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. You won't be judging yourself, my friends, as imperfect. Don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life, and yes, you can, and especially when you are being impeccable with your word. I have a beautiful grandson who has a handicap. He was in love with a beautiful black girl. She was very sensitive to being discriminated against and treated poorly. They had a lot of issues, and finally, he made the decision to break up with her. There is such an irony in what she wrote him. 
she wrote that he was a crippled asshole. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And then she wrote back to defend those words, saying, well, it's just the truth. Would it have just been the truth if he referred to the obvious fact of her ethnicity, her race? Would it have hurt less? When we love, we love with spirit. We see past what we are not to what we are. Be impeccable with your word in all aspects. And don't make assumptions. And don't justify bad behavior. Own it and move on. Because that may have been who you were, but it doesn't have to be who you will continue to be for all times. You can change. You have power over your life. And when you let go of the illusion that you need to be perfect, that there is some sort of perfect standard that you need to satisfy, whether told to you by your parents in the form of conditional love or told to you by your church or your boss, when you let go of those illusions, you can embrace change in yourself and you know you are enough to make a difference because you are vital, you are unique, and you are needed for life to go on. And always, my friends, the final agreement, do your best. I appreciate your coming and joining me today. I appreciate your time. And until next week, I say to you, namaste. Peace be with you. Love yourself and love others.